Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. My guest today is Hannah C. Johansson. She's a Swedish woman who decided in 2017, you know what, I'm sick of this life. And she abandoned everything and went traveling. She's been over 71 countries on her motorcycle. She's a brand ambassador for Triumph Motorcycles. And her philosophy in life is just do it. You know, she didn't want to look back in life and have regrets. And now she's experienced life. She wants to experience more. Been over 72 countries, experienced great great things and had one bad experience. We talk about everything. I think you're going to fall in love with this episode. This is one of my favorites. Enjoy Hannah Johansson. Yes. When you hear that sound, you know it's time. My first ever guest from Sweden. You know me. I stalk them and I find them. Here we go. One, two, three. Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. Let's just get right to it, man. My guest, you know me. I just love people who live the dream. That's why I have Tales from a Gemini. They live the dream and they take that chance that so many people wish they could, but they don't. And it's just something for me personally that I don't know why, but I love it when a woman does it just because it, uh, I just feel like it's, it's even more of uh, more like against society and almost like a in, a, in a sense of like a one percenter kind of way. Like, you know, like, you know what? I know as a woman, stereotypically, we're supposed to do this and that. Well, I want to live my dream and that's to travel the world. And so I saw this uh, woman on Instagram and I saw and I was like, oh, my gosh. I got to have her on. And so when I hit her up, I was like, she probably won't. And she responded, and I am so glad to have my first Swedish guest, Miss Hannah C. Johansson. How are you, Hannah? <laughs> Hi, I'm just very good. Where, where are you at right now? Where are you at? Um, I'm in my house uh, south of Stockholm, like one hour south of Stockholm. So I'm back home in Sweden at the moment. Are you cold now? Is it freezing there? How is it? <laughs> Not yet, not yet. Uh, it's like 10 degrees Celsius, and then I call that bikini weather, but that's, yeah, because I'm from here, so it's like, <laughs> that is bikini weather for me. <laughs> First of all, uh, I'm from the United States, so I'm not, very, I'm not that smart, so yeah, how, 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 how cold is t- 10, 10, 10 degrees Celsius? How, how cold is that? In Fahrenheit? I don't yeah. know. Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't know we we meant Fahrenheit or Celsius to be actually. I didn't know it what was Celsius or Fahrenheit. I'm glad you said that. So I, I didn't know. No, I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. Like I said, I talk fast. You talk smart, and together we're gonna <laughs> coincide. We're gonna get our superpowers together. We're gonna so wrap if, this up. Yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> don't you worry. We're gonna lead each other. <laughs> Thank you so much. First of all, let's get right to it. So, okay, so it's the wintertime in Sweden now. It's getting really, really cold, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's October now, but yeah, it's going to get really cold in like December, January. Then it gets minus. Now, do you still ride when it gets cold? Do you still ride? Yeah, I do. I do. I love that. Uh, I started a few years ago, so I just changed the tires, the studded tires with spikes and so on. And I ride on snow and ice and it's freezing, but it's so much fun. It's so rewarding. Do you have uh, heated grips or or heated gloves or anything? Yeah, Yeah, I do. Yeah. So I have like heated, even heated uh, under under layers, so I have wires and everything. I look like a robot, but <laughs> it's like a, a Michelin man robot kind of thing. You, you're the Swedish you Michelin girl. That. Yeah, you're walking around like yeah. this. Like, what's wrong with her? Like Frankenstein, but at least you're warm. <laughs> at least you're warm. Yeah, at least I'm warm most of the time. Uh, it feels like I always forget like one spot on the body that's gonna freeze, but. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And riding my bike, like when everything is white around me, it's it's like taken from a dream. So I, I just like doing that. And if I don't do that, yeah, then I travel somewhere. 
Good for you. Now, when did that love affair start with motorcycle? And when did you realize you were different? You know? Oh my God, I'm not sure if I'm that different. <laughs> but um, I started talking about motocross already when I was like five or six years old. I don't know where it came from and neither did my parents. So they, I, they kind of thought it was just a face or something that I wanted, wanted to be different or that I wanted to do something like cool. And they're like, oh, Hannah, calm down. You can do something else uh, because that's very expensive. And they didn't have much money at the time. So I started playing like this Swedish sport called floorball. Uh, it's what like is- ice hockey, but not as cool. Okay. Okay. How do you do it? How do you do it? How do you do it? Do you play with your hands or do you, uh, uh, yeah. What do you do with it? How, how does no, it it's like you have this club. Is that what it's called? Like it's your a sport. Stick. I don't know. Sorry. A stick. Stick. A stick. stick. There you go. We say, okay. we say club in, in Swedish. Sorry. Yeah. It's a stick. So you okay. have a stick, you have a ball and then you just run around and you try to score. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she do. Well, there you go. Okay. Well, field hockey. So it's kind of, it's kind of like field hockey, right? Kind of like yeah, field yeah, hockey. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. Oh, okay. So, but I, I became very good at that. So I was, um, I was competing on a quite high level. So, and I still have friends from that time uh, in my life. So I'm, I'm very happy that I started playing floorball. But uh, later on, when I was 17, I still wanted to ride, and my mom is actually the one who taught me how to ride. She is a rider and she was riding when she was in her twenties. So she picked up riding when I became older, she bought a bike for herself and one for me to practice on. And she taught me how to ride outside our house in this small Swedish town. And we started riding together and eventually I got my motorcycle license. Oh my, what was your first bike? What was your first bike? It was a Kawasaki. ER five or six. I don't really remember, but something like that. Yeah. So it, it was a very easy bike to ride, which yeah. I'm very happy for. So yeah. I, and she taught me well, it, was, it went quite quickly from just riding like 100 meters back and forth, like outside of the villa and then just going out on the streets and having fun. Yeah. So, okay. So no one else at the time, before the time, you just happened to like see motocross and just fell in love with it. Yeah. Yeah. More or less, that's what happened. So I I just saw people riding and something happened. I I just felt like that was something for me, you know? Really? Um, But I I had to wait for another few years. (laughs) But of course, because we have photos of my mom riding uh, in the photo albums at home when she was in her 20s. So probably that made something with me as well. And she was uh, traveling a lot. She rented bikes um, with her with her ex-boyfriend in, in Asia and stuff like that. So, of course, that has something to do with it. I saw those photos and I was just like, okay, that's something I want to do as well. So is your mom your hero? She is. Really? Of course she is. Yeah, she's so cool. My mom, I mean, or both my parents, they're really, they've always been, how can I say this? Um, my mom hasn't been like the typical woman, if, if that's how you want to put it. It's like she could go out in the, in the garden and like take down trees and she could change the oil at the car with the car and everything like that. Why my dad, he's a really good chef. Like he cooks very very well so he could like kind of make like super nice delicious bread and she was out in the garden like cutting that cutting down trees and stuff so it's like when I saw that 
I kind of felt because my my dad is very manly, but still he could do those things. And my mom, she's very female and she could still do the things that she did. So I've never really thought about like genders, I think, in that kind of way. So oh, both of my parents. That's beautiful. Been. So so basically the roles, so the stereotypical traditional roles were reversed mm. in your house. And mm. that and so seeing your mom do that, knowing that she could do quote unquote, quote unquote, manly things, but still yeah. maintain her femininity. So yes. That, yes. That, that had to have just yes. a, a profound effect on you. Yeah, I think so. Because I never, ever thought about these things. For me, it was never a question if I can ride a motorcycle because I'm a girl. That was never a question for me. That's the question that, that I've gotten afterwards, after I started writing. Like in interviews like, like now, that people are very fascinated about this. And for me, it has been like, it, it was never a question, you know. So, that's beautiful. Yeah. I think it's wonderful, man. I mean, I, okay, so <laughs> what I want to skip to is, and I, I usually don't go to other people's interviews, but I just thought it was very, it has to be told on this show, how it came about that you became a world traveler in 217, because you were basically living the traditional life, you had a job, mm. and I love mm. how you described, you saw people walking past your window, and you were like, you know what? And that's where it started. Could you just tell tell me a little bit about that? Because I, I just found it yeah. to be so simple. But sometimes the most simplest things had the most profound effect on you mentally. It, it, it's it's never that one big thing. Not like a meteor shooting across the sky. But sometimes it's that little thing, like you said, people walking past and you go, you know what? I got to try this before it's too late. Because you said one of your greatest quotes was, uh, the biggest fear is to feel uh, trapped or held back. And did you feel yeah. help? Did you feel held back when you saw people walking past your window when you had a job? Yeah, kind of. I think that's what happened. Uh, I had a really good job. Uh, I was proud of it. I had great people that what I worked with. What kind of job with. did you have? What kind of job? What kind of job did you have? Uh, it was in marketing. So I got to, I, I was a photographer, a copywriter, and, and worked with marketing. All the things that I love. So, I mean, there was nothing wrong with that. And I was working with food. And I'm also very interested in food. So that was just a dream job for me. Uh, but I realized that even if it was a dream job, was it a dream situation for me? Um, and I guess that's what I realized when I was sitting there. So I was sitting at my computer, you know, I had my own computer and my own desk and everything. I felt like, okay, <laughs> it felt good. I was uh, 26 um, and I was looking out the window. And as you describe it, it was like, I just saw the people walking out there and I started feeling this panic coming to me. Like I want to be out there with them. And for every person that walked by, that was like a symbol for time passing. And I, I, you know, I was holding my desk like this, like, I don't know what happened in me. I was like, shit, I need to do something. And I rose up. I told, I told them that, all right, I need to go home. I'm sorry. Something is happening. I need to go home. And they accepted accepted that, which I'm very grateful for. <laughs> Went home. And that's when it all started. Um, I need to do something. And at that time, uh, you see, in Sweden, we have, uh, you, you can kind of get money for studying. Um, so, and at this time, they started um, giving or not giving money, you cannot say that, but it's like you could kind of lend money if you wanted to go abroad and study languages. And I was super shy of speaking English before. Uh, I didn't speak a word English. Like I could read and everything, and that was fine and write it, but I was too shy to speak it. So I was thinking, okay, 
maybe I should just do that. So I went to the States, uh, USA. Yeah. <laughs> California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yes. 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 Yeah. So I was in San Francisco for two months. Yeah. And <laughs> and then San Diego for, for yeah, that's even better. San Diego's <laughs> even better. It, it's yeah, and yeah. you and you mentioned going and I tell people all the time. I've been to Europe, whatever. And there's, to me, there's beauty everywhere in the world. But when you go up the one, that is yeah. breathtaking. That's what happened. You know, I because I had my motorcycle license, so I rented a Triumph Bonneville in San Francisco, and I rode Highway One. And, you know, I was crying of joy. I, I cannot even explain to you what happened inside of me. I mean, in this um, amazing scenery and everything and feeling the sense and how my helmet just filled up. Oh, gosh. You know, when I'm thinking about it now, it's just I'm going to go back. <laughs> no, you know, it's like you have to ride to understand this and people who don't yeah. ride don't understand. But I wanted to ask you this because I'm the same way. I'm like a dork like this way. But. Have you ever been riding and you've been so happy that you almost wanted to cry? I have cried. I did yeah. that on Golden yeah. Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. I stood up on my bike and the tears just, because I yeah. was so happy. And I just felt so strongly, this is what I was made for. This is what I should do more of because it made me so happy. And that feeling, I hadn't felt that in such a long time. I felt good. I was proud. Um you know, I, I had a good living at home in Stockholm and, you know, I, I should have been, I mean, I should have been just, you know, happy with that, but something was missing. And I felt that on Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. <laughs> like, so all right. so you, you felt the cry of the gypsy? Is that what you, you feel like you're a gypsy <laughs> at heart? I mean, honestly, do you feel like you're yeah, a gypsy yeah. at heart? Cause yeah, there's, yeah, so yeah. there's songs I hear and I go, cry the gypsy I go you know what I got a little gypsy in my soul yeah. or or a son I interviewed another woman she, as a traveler like you and she called it mm. the moto hobo you know you yeah, just, yeah 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 I listened to that episode I loved it yes. I loved it yes yeah. I hope you I hope you two connect I think you guys be really good friends I, I really yeah yeah did. she she sounds so cool I I really loved that episode a lot yeah yeah so so you got to be a gypsy so you travel so yeah. when did you go okay now I'm going to make it happen as far as one thing to go, okay, I want to travel, but I can do it on weekends. But when did you go? I want to abandon everything and take out on this journey across the, around the world. As soon as I got home, I just felt like, okay, this is something I, I want to continue doing. Um, and the first step was not to quit my job and all that, but it was to take a look on the, on the map. So I took a look on the map and narrowed it down first to Europe and I saw that because I found this app or website or whatever it was where you could kind of put in all the countries that you've been to. So I zoomed in on Europe and I saw that I've been to like the Western part and the, those typical touristic countries like France and Italy and Germany. But the whole Eastern part was just gray. I had not been to any of the countries in the Eastern part of Europe. And I was thinking, why is that? And I started looking into it and we have like a lot of, uh, what is it called? Um, when you have like pre opinions about stuff, what is it called? Uh, judgments, uh, what, uh, uh, premonitions, preconceived. Notions. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, which one? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, wait, preconceived pre <laughs> preconceived notions or, or premonitions. Which one? Which one is it? Uh, it's like when, when you're judging, when, when you prejudge. What's prejudice? 
Prejudice? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, I, I, I experienced a lot of that, but I mean, are we talking, yeah. are we talking, are we talking premonitions or, or uh, yeah. Okay. So, okay. But, explain- but, but, yeah, pe- people think that there's still, I mean, now there is a war of course in Ukraine, but in 2017, when I was going to um, travel to these countries, it was peaceful. I mean, it really was. And the people there, they're so kind um, and their hearts are just wide open. Anyhow, I, I, took my last savings. Uh, I quit my job and I bought a motorcycle. And what'd you get? Just, what'd you get? What'd you get? What bike did you get? Of course, Triumph Bonneville. The same bike as I rode in California. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Was, <laughs> and I my mom has always, yeah, my mom has always ridden Triumph too. So that, that okay. was like the given, the given brand. Nice uh, brand and bad. Isn't she doing a yeah, great yeah, job, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, if I was trying, but like, man, get her another motorcycle for free. And this woman's doing a great job. Yeah, tell them that. I, I will do that. No, you tell them now. I want to. I, I want to. I want to triumph now. Give me a scrambler. How about that? I can't get you one. Do you know that that bike? That bike. Okay, now I'm going like way like in it's the okay. future here. But that bike that I rode on this first trip is in a museum right now in Sweden. A Gina? motorcycle museum. It's Jenna, right? That's you named it, right? How you pronounce it? You call that bike? Uh, you named it G N A. Right? No, no th- yeah, that's the one that I'm riding right now. Okay. Uh, that's a okay. Triumph Scrambler 1200. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's an Icelandic word. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Gana. I know. I knew I was going to mess yeah, it up. Yeah. I'm glad you told me. Okay. Good night. Now, <laughs> oh, now I, feel like, I feel like an idiot <laughs> now. I'm trying to be all cool. You mean Come Gina? No, I'm, I'm sitting here talking English and you're just like you're walking and go doing Icelandic. <laughs> It's it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) But it's like a black Game of Thrones here. That's what it's like. (laughs) It's perfect. I love it already. (laughs) But that's great. So that bike is in a museum. Yes, it is. So that was my first bike, uh, Troy Bonneville, called Bonnie. So Bonnie, she's in a museum right now. With a doll next to her, dressed like me, with a wig and everything <laughs> that's wow, braided. That, that's creepy. That's creepy. I mean, <laughs> a little bit it's creepy. Cool. It's creepy, yeah. but cool. I mean, it it's could cool. be worse. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I was yeah. thinking, like, okay, I'm, I'm 32 and I'm already in a museum. Um, but yeah, hey, it could be worse. You could be in a basement actually, and be <laughs> on Bonnie. So you know, and you could be actually like, hey, could you let me out? No, I like you and Bonnie together. Oh God! So you know, it's it's, it's better that way. That it's the bike and a doll that looks like you instead of you in somebody's basement and going, oh God, I knew I shouldn't have trusted that guy. Uh, I guess I agree. It depends on whose basement it is. <laughs> oh, hey, my kind of girl. Well, hey, this, this this took a turn, didn't it, Wyatt? <laughs> I can't wait to see what that next adventure is going to be. <laughs> you started it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Now, now we're going to my alley. <laughs> <laughs> Next, next thing there's gonna be in the hood. Nigga. Hey, so what's up, fellas? You wanna, you wanna take a ride on my body? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh no. Why? Okay. <laughs> okay. So the first trip. What was your first trip? Once you decided, okay, I'm gonna do this. You. Uh, where was it? Where, where'd you go? Where'd you go? Eastern Europe. So I started in Stockholm. And I just waved goodbye to everyone and got on the ferry from Sweden to Estonia. So that's where I started. And, you know, I was so nervous because I had never traveled alone before and I had never been on a longer motorcycle trip. So everything was new to me. And I was just I was thinking 
like I was going back and forth between being like feeling strong and like I can do this and uh, nobody can tell me what to do and not to do you know that kind of mantra uh, and then I felt like oh my god am I am I stupid am I naive um, what if I'm gonna hate this so I made up like a plan b if I were going to hate it like I, I could just get on the ferry in Riga and go back home but when I came to Riga and that was like two days after I, I came to Estonia I was just like no, I love this. I had not even, I did not even think once that I wanted to go back home. And then I just continued and uh, went to Belarus, Ukraine, Bulgaria, Moldova, uh, Bosnia. And yeah, and then I made like a U-turn like this, a big U-turn <laughs> back home to Sweden. And I was traveling for two and a half months. Uh, and I was, it was the best trip of my life. Still today, I can say that. Now, when, when you first start traveling, you always make those little mistakes that now, like, you, like you've like you done it enough now that you probably fine-tuned it, but what mistakes did you make in the beginning where you go, ooh, like, you know, I, okay, I know not to do that again, or, okay, it, this will work better now. Like, you know, now you should be smoothed out, but what mistakes did you make in the very beginning? Oh, my God, I still make mistakes all the time. Like what? Like what, what kind I mean, of mistakes? It could be I'm losing stuff, I'm dropping things, I'm not tidying my my bags uh, good enough. Um, it could be anything, like from day to day. I'm, do you know what I did? Super stupid. Uh, like um, three months ago when I was in Switzerland, I had olives for dinner, like olives and some bread and stuff. And I put it like on the top of my backpack and I was thinking, okay, if I take it easy now back to the hotel, the olive is going to be fine. No, 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 no. I had olive oil all over my packing in my backpack. Well, <laughs> you, uh, who told you that was a good idea? <laughs> who told you? But, I mean, but, I, but I'm thinking it could work. It could work, but it didn't. <laughs> Jack, Jack, I, I, I know. I got to change you right yeah. now. Why don't you hit me up like, hey, BT, you think it'll work? I'd be like, no, what's wrong with you? Of course it ain't going to work, girl. Tie that shit down. Send. I mean, but hey, but, but now you learn. But now you learn. <laughs> now I've learned. That's what I mean. It's like I don't take things so seriously all the time. I just, nah, you know, put it together a little bit like this and like that. And then I just hope that everything's going to be all right. Sometimes it's super fine. Sometimes I have olive oil everywhere <laughs> like, hey hey i'm sure the italians like you if you have olive oil on you all the time the italians will love you <laughs> that's, that's like a calling card some guy named mario shows up ah you got the olive oil on the bike i like oh, this no, girl already. now you're now you're behaving like a typical american ah, there you go. <laughs> well i bring my gun out then i'll be a typical american yeah. what'd you say girl <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So you know what? I always tell my guests this. If I ever call me out of my bullshit, I have no problem with it. I always call me out of my bullshit. So you call me out of my yeah, bullshit. You feel like that kind of guy. <laughs> just oh, saying. I am. I'm definitely, I, I, I don't know everything. And I'll tell you right now, I don't know everything. But I like how you call me out of my bullshit. I love that. I love that. <laughs> so how did you become a brand ambassador for Triumph? I mean, I travel all the time too. And ain't nobody hit me up. So how did, so how did, how did you become a brand ambassador? Oh my God. Do you know, Every day I pinch my arm when, or, and when people call me brand ambassador like that and like, oh, you're a brand ambassador for Triumph. I'm still like, oh my God, he's talking about me right now. Shit, I am that brand ambassador. Um, everything was just, I guess I met the right people and I did the work and I had a little bit of luck. 
Uh, and those things together uh, took me where I am today. But oh my God, it has been a lot of hard work. I When I came back home from that trip in Eastern Europe, um, a Swedish motorcycle magazine contacted me because they saw my photos on Facebook. And by the way, and, by the way, before you get started, I, I looked through your photos, that little, uh, uh, the, the, the little gallery you have. My God, those are beautiful shots. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Those, those are breathtakingly beautiful. And there's a shot you have where you're, it's kind of like that Michael Jackson pose, you know, uh, from Smooth Criminal, where he's kind of leaning like this and you're leaning like that. My yeah. God, those are great. If you get a chance, go to her Instagram and check those photos out or click it on in the, her bio and, and uh, on her Instagram. It is great. If you get a chance. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, thank you so much. That really warms my heart. It no, they're beautiful. They're here. great pictures. Thank great pictures. you. Okay. Thank you. There's a lot of work behind it. And I take every single photo like with a feeling that's very important to me. It's like I want to feel something when I take that photo. And I always do. So that's yeah, you. It means a lot. And I mean, it's from. God, I know it's not like I'm kissing your ass, but it's so true. There's just <laughs> there's a shot of you. And, I, and tell me how you did it later, but there's a shot of you and uh-huh. it's song by Moby going, hold on, what is so hard? And she's right, yeah. right, you got to see it. Like, I think the sun, it might be setting, but you're going down this road and it's just you. And you're going through the twisties. And like I said, man, I think you have to ride to understand this, to hit you where it hits me. I get goosebumps. When I saw it, I was like, yes. And I had to watch it with a sense of just... You, euphoria and just because I felt that before and it, it's just you on the road if you want to know what motorcycling is like and traveling you got to go to her Instagram page and it's the song by Moby you're like hold on and so far and you mm. just it's just you on that road and it's beautiful and it's so captivating how did you get that shot and who did that yeah how did that happen because you have a lot of shots like that, by the way. You have a lot of great <laughs> shots. There's a shot of you <laughs> in you. Africa, in Nambia. And the shot is you're going, it's, it's down, it's the dust, the, the way the camera goes, you see the dust as you're going, and then it comes back around to the front of the bike. And it's like, my God, I just wanted, I wanted to put that phone down and go where <laughs> you were. I really did. And that's, that, that's what's so captivating about your Instagram pages. You feel it. I mean, you understand, like you put people there and that's what you, that's what a great storyteller does is they put you there. And I mean, those pictures, if you ever want, if you ever thought about riding a motorcycle and what it's like to travel, you know, and you wanted to travel, you go to Hannah C. Johansson's Instagram. And if that doesn't make you want to travel on a motorcycle, (laughs) nothing will. I repeat, nothing will. How did you get that shot? Oh gosh, I I need a break now to cry a little bit. (laughs) You think you need a break? Try living in this. Try living in this. (laughs) Oh, but that's very that's very kind of you. Thank you very much. It's true. It's true. How did you get those beautiful? Um, Well, the 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 shot from Iceland with Moby uh, that's taken with my drone. So I put the controller of the drone on my handlebars, and then I I. I fly the drone with my left hand and I ride a motorcycle with my right hand. So that's what I do. So I see on the screen on my phone like what's happening in the camera while I'm riding. So I'm riding and then, and then I sit like the same second as I see the drone on my left, I just put it up like so it, it flies up like this. And while I'm riding, so I can see myself. <laughs> and, yeah, and I try to you know, see the road as well. But yeah, so that, that's how I did that. 
That's very dangerous, and I never want to be in the same place where you are. But that is, I mean, but you get great shots. I mean, tell me, tell me what country you're going to be in, and I'll be in the other country because I do not want, I do not want you go. Okay, can I, oh God, you know what I mean? I don't want. I don't, I don't want but that. it works fine. It works. Yeah, fine. of course, it works. It takes a lot of practice, and I, I promise you, if something happens, like then I just, I don't give it. Sorry if I say no, damn. no, no. I, go I don't on. give it up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, About you can say whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then you I just continue writing. Have you ever crashed yeah. a, a drone? Have you ever tra uh, crashed the drone? Yes, yes, yes. It took, I mean, I think I had it for a year before I crashed it for the first time. That was in South Africa and very, very strong wind. So, yeah, that was the first time. And I had to you know, climb for it. And I promised myself, okay, I would never put myself through this again. And then it happened again two days later. And so. then you lied to yourself. You lied to yourself. I wow. lied. Wow, so to bad. yourself. You lied to yourself. <laughs> you know what? This is over. We're done. You know, <laughs> man, I honestly, I, I, the one that, the one that gave me like, just uh, like anxiety. Hey guys, by the way, I'm on the, I'm on the street level so people can hear us on the outside and they can oh, see me. Cool. So if I'm talking to you and I wave to people, that's only because they're waving at me and I don't want to be rude because that's how we are. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. yeah I can see nice. them in, in the reflection behind you as well. So yeah. So, so <laughs> they, they can see you and I see them. They're all passed by going, Oh my gosh, she's yeah. beautiful. I go, I know. No, one, the one that the one that gave me anxiety was the one that gave me anxiety was the one you're over a cliff and it's just mm -hmm. like it looks like if you take one more step, you're going over. And I was like, oh, but it was so beautiful. It yeah, was so that's beautiful. In, in the Faroe Islands. I was I was standing so close that I was I was thinking to myself that. Okay, if I fall down now and die, I deserve it because that was really stupid. <laughs> it was it was very close to the edge. But I'm, I really sensing, a to have that shot. I'm sensing a pattern here. I'm sensing a pattern here of like you know you doing stuff going. This is really stupid. But you know what? I'm gonna do it again. I mean, <laughs> I'm sensing but a pattern. It here. went all right, right? <laughs> so it's like, just it, don't it, tell my mom. She's gonna be so upset. It always goes okay until it doesn't. I always remember that. It always goes okay <laughs> until it doesn't. And I'm just telling you like that. Everything in life goes that way. Everything in life goes okay until uh oh. And once you say uh oh as an adult, it's done. When you go, if oh, you're no. if you're ever in your helmet by your shovel, you go uh oh. Then <laughs> what Can happens? Can you imagine? Next? <laughs> if something happens to me, this this episode of your podcast will like pew. <laughs> it's gonna yeah, it, be so. Absurd. You, yes, actually, you know what? I kind of no. I don't want anything. No, 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 no. Let's just never, never. No, because no, because you're what? No, because honestly, like I said, and you know, all jokes aside, kidding aside, you capture and don't get me wrong. All my guests, yeah, they do a great job, also. But just what you did on your Instagram captures what it's like to see the world like you like you wanted to. And like I said, you feel that. When that Moby song came on and when you were riding and it was just you and the way the sun was, like I said, man, like I, there's times I've traveled and it sounds such like a pussy being a man, whatever, but there's times I'm so happy inside that helmet and you're not thinking about anything else and you're just on the road and you're feeling it and it's you and the bike and it's your bike and you just want to cry because you're so happy that feeling in your heart you can't describe it it's just the greatest feeling in the world I mean to stop and you meet people that I mean not not to be mean but you probably normally wouldn't talk to on a regular uh, maybe on a regular basis you know but because you have a motorcycle because honestly being a woman you know like I, I mean I remember being uh, you were in uh, uh, Greece at the, the Triumph dealership and those guys helped you out and they were great you know and like 
situations, maybe if you worked a regular job back where you were doing, maybe you wouldn't normally have that kind of conversation. So you meet people, you meet, uh, like Honda said it best back in the 70s, I believe, and they go, you meet the greatest people on a Honda, uh, you know, but now you meet the greatest people on a motorcycle. And what your Instagram does, it you, you capture what it's like to travel the world and you feel that. So I want to ask you this, what's the best food of all the countries you've been in? What's the best food that's not Italian? What's the best food you had that's not... A, to me, Italian food is the greatest food in the world. But what's the best food in the country? Or what country did you have the best food in? Uh, it was in Japan, for sure. Really? Japanese food in Japan. Oh, my God. That's... Oh, my God. Was it sushi or what was it? It was everything. It was like... A, gosh. It, they had made those incredible noodle soups. Ramen. Okay. And I just love, love, love noodles. I love rice. I love sushi. I love, you know, fresh fish and all of that. And they are really good at barbecuing. And oh gosh, the food in Japan is just amazing. Truly amazing. Well, let me tell you something. If you say barbecue, you should come down here to the United States, especially down south. I know some good barbecue places. I'm, I'm you know, I don't, I don't really like you talking bad, good about barbecue in Japan when the United States has good barbecue. You know, I take that as a personal insult. So you need to come <laughs> to the United States and travel around here, girl. And I can take you to some places that got some good barbecue. And you're like, oh, you know what, uh, BT, I apologize. Like, I, I know that's right. We'll be... We'll be like this, we'll go, and we'll get the itis, and we'll have to go to sleep. We'll go, you know what? I can't travel anymore. You're like, I feel the same way. And we'll like, we'll like take a nap on, on, on somewhere on our bikes, you know, and then, and then we'll wake up and travel. And that's how good the barbecue is. If you, had, if you took a nap after you ate, that's good food. So did you take a nap after you ate the Japanese barbecue? Did you take a nap? Uh, I guess not. I guess well, I it wasn't that good to. then. And it wasn't that good then. That's all I got to say. It was it very good. No, it wasn't no good then. If you, didn't, if you didn't take a nap. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scaring her. Uh oh. She's gonna call the police. I don't I feel triggered. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't I don't mean to scare you. This is not a good look. <laughs> Even the cops here come. Are, are you okay, ma'am? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm happy that I am in another country than you are. <laughs> Okay, so Japanese food has been the best. Okay, now, and this is yeah. this has got to be a hard one because you okay. travel. I mean, seriously, you've seen some great things. You've uh, you've been to Nambia, like I said, you've been to Africa, South Africa. You've been to all over, but and I think you know Switzerland. You just got back from Iceland, so it's gonna be stuck in your head. But what experience? And that's gonna be hard. What experience sticks out the most to you? Maybe it may not be at the most beautiful place, but what experience somewhere? And it could be just as simple as a cup of coffee overlooking it. But what sticks out in your mind of all the travels you've had since 2017? What sticks out the most? Wow. Yeah, that's a big question uh, because I do have a lot of those memories, um, and it feels weird, you know, to to say that one was better than another one. But it's not really some, so much better. Just so what really sticks out, you know, what makes you go, oh, my God. And, and it could be like a horrible. It could be like maybe getting caught in the rain and you're freezing and you and all of a sudden you have that moment of realization. Like, you know what? Even though I'm freezing, I'd still rather be here than at a desk and watching people walk by. Yeah, that happened. Uh, exactly. That, that one happened in uh, in South Korea that was writing it. The weather was awful. I was miserable. And I was standing in the rain, just as you as you described it. 
uh, overlooking this amazing little village with Korean houses. And I was thinking, oh my God, I'd rather do this any day than sitting in an office. That's exactly what happened. But, and that's a great memory. But I think what, what just popped up in my head when, when, you, when you said that you wanted to hear something like that, it was just uh, when I came to Bulgaria, uh, so this was on my first trip, right? So I was new at this. I was, you know, this young, unexperienced female writer. Um, I <laughs> so I, I traveled through like a lot of countries, and one of the first countries um, in in Riga, uh, where I was supposed to go home if I didn't like it, but I stayed, of course. Uh, I got a phone number from a motorcyclist there. He said that I'm a part of a motorcycle club. And we have a chapter in Sofia in Bulgaria. So if you ever go to Sofia, Bulgaria, here's the number to the motorcycle president there. And I was like, all right. So I started writing and I had this number to a motorcycle president in Bulgaria. I was like, I was just laughing. You know, I was thinking I, I cannot, you know, call them or anything like that. But, you know, the, the trip continued and the more people I met and I gained some confidence and I was thinking, ah, what the hell? I would just send them, send them a message. Uh, so I sent them a message on WhatsApp, like, hey, I'm Hannah. I got, I got your phone number in Riga. Uh, I just want to say that I'm passing through Sofia. And I got the answer like, Hannah, finally, we were just wondering where you are and where you're going to come here. And the, the, um, the clubhouse is ready for you and you can come and stay as long as you need. And they were so sweet. And I, I ended up spending three nights in Sofia in Bulgaria. And I had just the best time with those like old, cool Harley Davidson Bulgarian guys and their families. And I had such a great time. And their motorcycle club name is uh, Brothers of the Wind. So they, they called me their little sister of the wind. <laughs> so, and, and then I left Bulgaria and went to Albania. And then they called me and they said, hey, Hannah, you know what? We have an extra ticket for the Rolling Stones in, um, in Barcelona, in Spain. We know that you're on your trip and everything. Do, do you want to come with us? I said, of course I want to. I parked my motorcycle uh, in a hotel that was uh, close to the airport, just packed a small bag, went to um, Barcelona, and I saw a Rolling Stones concert together with the same Bulgarian guys that I met like a week prior. And I just had the best time. So, and yeah. That's probably, Thank wow. That's what I'm talking about. That's, that's, how, that's the beauty of life. It really yeah. is. You know, I mean, people might look at the, the bad, but I look at the the positive part. It's like, you know, you trusted them and they mm. showed you a great time, but just nothing but love. And that's what to me, that's what the two wheel yeah. community does, man. You know, yeah. they knew yeah. you traveling and they opened up their arms to you. And the, I, that's beautiful. How was yeah. the concert? How was the concert? Oh, it was awesome. Uh, <laughs> it was really cool. That was my first Rolling Stones concert. So I was very happy. <laughs> well, well, as old as they are, it's probably going to be your last one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, got, I got to hear that. But I mean, after seeing them dance on stage, I was like, no, nah. <laughs> they're, they're going to stick around for, for a while. <laughs> what, what, kind, so. what kind of music do you like? What kind of music do you like? Oh, I like, it feels like a boring answer, but I, I love every kind of like, genre um what speaks to me is like if something makes me feel something 
if yes. something wants me to make you know like if i want to start dancing if something makes me move um it could be anything it could be lyrics it could be like a cool melody like, bass kind of riff it could be anything uh, a voice you know i listen a lot of uh, i listen to german music and french music even though i don't speak the languages because sometimes i just like how it sounds and their voices because because of you, I looked up a song. It was on your Instagram. It was by Kate something. Uh, you said Kate Bush, not Kate Bush. It was Kate something. Uh. And, and you, the name of I probably could look it up on my phone because you said it in your in your uh, in your uh, uh, on your um, Instagram. And I go, you know what? I'm gonna look this song up. And I swear to God, I listened to it. And I imagine me on a motorcycle listening to that song. <laughs> and it was so damn good. I'm gonna see if I can find it. Uh, oh. The World is Waiting by Kate Leon. Oh, and Joe. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Seriously, so, you, I, I felt that in my soul. And I'm not just saying mm. it, but when you said that, I go, well, let's see what this girl's talking about. And I go, God damn it, she did it again. I mean, so I'm going to give to you a song I want you to listen to. There's, yeah. a, song, there's a song from the, uh, the a movie just came out called Amsterdam. Okay. But there's a song called Time by uh, Giveon. It's G-I-V-E-O-N. And let me tell you something. This song it just captures, I swear, I listen to it, and I just want to just, it puts me in a certain mood. It's called Time. It's by Giveon, or Giveon, I don't know, G-I-V-E-O-N. And it's, it's, it's from the movie uh, Amsterdam. If you get a chance, listen to that song, and it just, man. I'm going to listen to it. Yeah, listen to First it. First thing, when we hang up, I'm going to listen to it, I, I promise and you. Then, and then you text me back and go, oh, my God, you're so right. I should have listened to you all the time because you're the greatest. <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah, I know. Thanks. And by the way, the world is waiting good, too. Yeah. And you'll be like, sorry, I called the police on you. I go, it's okay. It happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just messing with you, baby. <laughs> I'll never do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, famous last word. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what, though? I tell you what I thought was beautiful was when you were in Iceland, and I just had a feeling you really enjoyed Iceland. I mean, you really enjoy a lot of places, but Iceland, I think, spoke to you. Was that volcano erupting? Oh, that was just awesome. It was really cool. The eruption started when I was on the ferry. So people started getting a little bit nervous, like, okay, can we travel there? Is it safe? And stuff like that. But then I heard that the... (laughs) Uh, the people of Iceland called it like a touristic eruption. <laughs> like, yeah. so it was, it was nothing for them, yeah. but for us, it was so, so cool. Um, so I decided to go there. Uh, it was like a, an hour and a half, a hike of an hour and a half. And of course, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of photos. I'd seen videos and all of that. So I, I kind of thought that I knew what, what was waiting for me, but phew, I had no clue. You know, when, when I started getting closer, I could see the sky getting all orange. And it was close to like a beautiful sunset, but still not even close, you know? Like, I mean, it's so weird. It's so weird to find something that, that's similar. But and when I got closer and I got over the hill and I saw it for the first time, I lost my breath. I couldn't, you know, I, I had to focus on my breathing so I could continue breathing it was like <gasps> and it just stopped like that I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god what the heck am I watching it was just and I wasn't prepared for for the sound it was like this muffled fireworks 
kind of ocean-like sound. I guess that's the the closest I can give you. Um, it was unbelievable, truly. I really amazing. I'm so happy I went there, and I I forgot about my camera and everything. I yeah. I, I just I just sat there watching it until I was like, oh shit, I, I need to take photos of this. No, but that, but that's, I mean, I'm glad you did, but to me, that's how you experience life. I mean, because it's going to be in here. And I know yeah. in this day and age, yeah, it's good to have a camera. And what we're doing now, you know, for me to be able to talk to you about that, yeah, I'm glad you had the camera. But for me, that's how you experience life. It's like one of the greatest, uh, I forget what picture it was. It was like, I think it was a parade. It was something. And everybody had the cameras up. And there's one old lady and she's just watching like this. And that's what really made me go, yes. And that's how I remember things. But things back in, in our day, you know, you watch like this and you put those memories here. And that sense of nostalgia will always be here. Whereas a picture, don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. a picture's great and video that was awesome, which I'm glad you captured. But in here, it's always going to be better because it's going to be like, you're going to go, you, you, that smell, you know, you remember the smell or the sounds of what was happening, maybe a crackle, maybe whatever. And that's what I think, Oh, I'm glad you, like you said, oh, yeah, I need a camera because you captured it here first. And that's what's always mm. going to resonate. Mm. And that's what I mean when I when I say that I take photos and recording videos with a feeling because I feel it first. And then I want to I want to remember that feeling with uh, like sometimes I, I, I look at photos like a time stopper. It feels like I'm stopping time. They are. For a moment. Yeah. And then I have that that small fragment like of time with me back home and you know the day after when I looked at the videos and the photos from the volcano eruption I got kind of almost the same feeling again and I could experience this all over again so I was so grateful for the photos and videos that I got from there because that's that's another thing but it's very important to sit down and watch and just feel and see it for yourself and save it in your own mind. That's that's very important. And I try to do that a lot. Are you a very sensitive person? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, like, like, I mean, as far as experiencing, I mean, it, there's there's sensitive in a sense of like the way you experience things, but as far as dealing with people, maybe not. But you know what I mean? There's like there's you can see things in nature that touch you, mm. or like like you know, like my roommate has a son. I just love this guy and I like to watch him experience things. But when it comes to people, you can be like, you know, I don't give a shit about this guy here or whatever. You know, it can be hard that way, but are you as sensitive as far as feelings go and experiencing yes. things? Yes. I I'm I'm grateful every day for everything that I see. And that's what's so great with photography as well, because I think that small details like that we see every day can be so beautiful. And you, if you put them like in a different lighting or a different perspective or something like that, it's just everything is so beautiful. And, you know, the sometimes <laughs> even my friends, they think that I'm high <laughs> because sometimes when I walk in the street, I'm like, wow, do you see that? It's so beautiful. Wow. Do you see the colors there? It looks great. You know, like Hannah, how are you? <laughs> Whatever Hannah, you, you had, mushrooms, I, I Hannah? Say, yes, <laughs> exactly. But I promise you, I don't need that shit because of all that. Yes. I feel ex a lot. 
<laughs> exactly, man. It's like, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to, you know, it's whatever some people do, it's what they do. But I, don't, yeah. I, like you said, I don't need that shit, man. To experience the things I've experienced, I'm glad I was of a sound mind. Like, oh, my God, that's beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or just the simplest things, man. Now, we talk about yeah. that. And I think that's what, and I really think that's what brings you closer to people. Because I've seen all the comments, and people give you nothing but praise. It's just the truth. Because you see that joy. When you're on your Instagram, you go, God, this girl, you know, it's a, you're, you're having a good time. But I want to know is, when did the dark times happen? When are the times that we, we didn't see that maybe it wasn't so good? Like, you know, I talked to, uh, you know, Bike Hedonia, Grace, and she was telling me at a time that she had to stay in a place because their guy kind of chased her. Like, is it ever got a little mm-hmm. harrow- harrowing for you, like uh, bad experiences? Of course, stuff happens. It's, I mean, just because, and I think that's very important to see the difference between going on a vacation and to live on the road or live out of traveling. It's very different. Life is hard. So is life on the road. So if you want to live a life where you travel, you're not going to have a vacation. So that that's very important. So of course that happens to me. And sometimes I just feel you know, sometimes you're just sad and you don't want to go anywhere and I don't feel inspired and stuff like that. Maybe I stay in a place for another night, you know, just to watch some Netflix and eat popcorn and just, I, I don't even open Instagram. Sometimes I do that because that's that's how it is sometimes and that's okay. Uh, so, and as far as it goes with like bad experiences with people, I've been very lucky, I have to say. Um I haven't met many like violent or strange people. No, except from one time when I was in New Zealand. And I guess I've been to India, for instance, and people told me before I went to India, you know, as it is, people think stuff about each other and like, oh, you have to be careful, blah, blah, blah. I had the best time in India. And then when I went to New Zealand, didn't hear anything like that. I was like, oh, enjoy your trip. It's going to be great. But I went to this hotel and it was a very cheap hotel. I was on a like tight budget at the time. Um, I checked in and they didn't accept credit cards. So I had to pay cash and I didn't have enough. So I asked them, is it all right if I come back later because I'm going to go out for dinner in the city? And they said, oh yeah, of course, come back with the money later. Um, but I could check in and leave my bags. So I was upstairs in my room, leaving my bags and just you know putting stuff together. And somebody knocked on my door and I could hear through the door, like, Hannah? I was like, yeah, <laughs> I didn't open. It's like, is everything all right with the payment? And I said, like, yeah, I, I thought that we figured it out. And then I opened the door because I, I thought it was somebody from the staff. And it was, but it was the lady's son who, he was strange to put it mildly. He was just looking at me with those like weird eyes and oh, and he said, yeah, I heard that something was, yeah, something was wrong with your payment. And I said, yeah, but I'm going to go get cash. So I think that, I mean, everything is fine. They said it's fine. And then he stepped into my room and he said, but you can come with me if you want. I have a car. I said, oh, it's fine. I, I have my motorcycle. Uh, can you please leave my room? And he looked at me like from top to toe and he said, what's wrong? Do you have a boyfriend or... What's going on? I said, okay, now you really need to leave. And he came close to me. You know, I was alone up there. There was nobody there. I thought that I was safe because I was in a hotel. Um, so I was thinking in that moment, it, it felt like everything just slowed down. I was just looking at him 
And I was thinking, okay, now I am in one of those situations where I need to think and every second counts. Like how I behave now might be like, yeah. So, and I don't know where I got this idea from, but I, I first I said a little bit louder, like I want you to leave my room, like firmly. And then I looked over his shoulder and I was pretending to see somebody out in the hallway. I said, hey, you, can you help me over here? But I didn't see anyone. I was just, you know, pretending. So he turns around to see who I was talking to. And then I just pushed him out of the, out of my room, closed the door as fast as I could and just locked it. And then he was gone. So it's like, and I was shaking like this afterwards. So, you know, I was just shaking, shaking, shaking. I was like, I was so mad at him. And I was just, I don't know. I was, I was mad at the whole situation. And I packed up my stuff. I ran to my motorcycle and I just took off. I did not go back with any cash. Um, then I wrote a review on TripAdvisor. And after I did that, another girl reached out to me and said that a similar thing happened to her when she was there. And we didn't, we didn't really know what to do with it, but we emailed this mother, at least, who seemed to be a, a nice lady. And she apologized a lot and she said that she was going to talk to him, but that was it. I don't know what has yeah. happened now, but our reviews are still on TripAdvisor. So I hope that solo girls at least see that. Wow. Wow, man. That's, oh, that's horrible. I mean, seriously, yeah. I, I, man, I'm so sorry you had to experience that. I mean, but the, uh, great thinking on your feet though. I mean that great thinking on your feet, that, that, that self-awareness, because in situations like that, man, it's fight or flight. Mm. And the fact that you were able to just steal yourself and pretend, Hey, just enough. To, I mean, it's almost like, you know, with a kid, you know, like, hey, buddy, and you steal their food. But that was like, a, I mean, that, honestly, that was great to, to, to have the, the wherewithal to go, OK, it's pretty much it's me or him right now. And mm. act like you see somebody. And I, that, I applaud you for that, because some Thank people like that, they, they freeze in that, in that moment. And and I don't blame them because everybody's different. We talk a lot of stuff. But when it, it happens, very few people know what to do when it actually goes down. So. Man, props to you, and I apologize that stuff like that happened. I mean that. I mean, no one should be made to feel that way. So, yeah. No, but the world is as it is. Um, sometimes. I really want to emphasize that because this sometimes, is, I mean, yes. I've been on the road since 2017, and imagine that's the only time yeah. something happened. So, I'm, and I'm, I'm glad I got tested. Now, afterwards, I can, I can feel like, okay, I'm, I'm happy that I, that I, experienced that because now I know that I can calm down in a stressful situation and yeah. Well, you know what? Act. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's because you ride a motorcycle and you've had those situations, you probably had those situations where maybe a car goes over and you have to go, Oh yeah, you know, and, <laughs> oh, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or you're operating a drone while you're riding your motorcycle and you, <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta oh, yeah. go, <laughs> you know, so that's, Good one. yeah. So do you take any self-defense courses or anything like that? Or do you carry a Bowie knife or do you have some moves I don't know about? I do have moves, but, but I'm just kidding. But no, no, no. Um, I just try to. 
<laughs> I love that. I do have mood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. No, you're filming this, aren't you? Yes. Yes, we are. Oh no. Yes, oh we no. Are. I can't wait until we, it's, this is gonna be. This is gonna be a killer, man. It's a great episode. I love this. Uh, I love oh, this. Um, no, but I just try to be myself, and I try to not think too much about where I am and who I am. I try to act like I am in the environment where I'm supposed to be. I don't try to overact like, oh, I'm this tough lady. You cannot, you cannot get to me. And I'm not trying to be, you know, oh my God, where am I? Oh, where I'm supposed to go? It's like, okay, how would I walk on this street if I was walking the street at home where I feel safe and where I feel normal, so to speak. And that's how I try to be. So just, yeah. And then if the situation changes, um, I guess I need to act on that. But before that, I don't try to overthink so much. Uh, be street smart. Uh, when I'm when I'm traveling alone, I try to reach my destination before it gets too dark, or yes. yeah, yes. and stuff like that. And I always read reviews uh, before I before I book a place. That's something I learned from from New Zealand. Um, but otherwise, I, I try to just you know like people people are kind. They really are. No, they really. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sorry for that experience, but we've all had one bad experience. But, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. but for the most part, and I mean this and it sounds so sappy, but I'm a firm believer. People, for the most part, are just kind people. You say hi to people. They say hi back. You wave. They wave. I just think people are kind no matter what happens in life. Just the kindness of people. How oh, you guys see what I mean? These nice people walk by and they hear me and they wave. Hey. And, and that's what it's all about, man. I just think people are very kind. And I love that about people. I, I say to people, don't watch TV. If you don't watch TV and you go experience life, for the most part, 95% of the people, maybe 98% of people are good. Don't get me wrong. And I think that's why when something bad happens, you're always shocked because you're used to everybody being pretty much good people. So when that one bad person comes, you're like, whoa. And I think it's a shock to the senses. Because like I said, for the most part, people, I don't care what how you say anything about this kind of person, this kind of person, for the most part, they're going to be kind. And when that yeah. one person does come on, you're like, whoa. So that's why I think, you know, and this is going to yeah. be a sexist question. It's going to be a sa- So you can call me on my bullshit. You go to say whatever. But I'm going to ask you this <laughs> be- because you're a woman. OK, I'm going to ask mm-hmm. you this because okay. you travel a lot. I'm not going to ask you your age. I think you told me, but I'm not going to ask. OK, but do you feel like maybe, hey, I like a relationship right now, or do you like, you know, that's not important to you, or do you feel like maybe I would like a kid? I mean, how do you stand on that? And like, you know, when it's a woman, it's different because I think we expect them to be like, okay, you know, that, that biological clock is ticking. I don't know if you think that mm. way. Everybody's different. You know, you're traveling, which is different than 98% of the women I know. So, and I have to say women because it's just the truth. So like when it comes to that aspect of it, What's your stance on like maybe relationships or or you're good or you don't really care about that or like maybe later on in life, would I like to have a kid or you know what? That's just not me. How do you feel about that? The kid question is a really big one at the moment. I am 32. I was born in 1990. So. 1990? 1990. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was born like in 93. I'm just joking. Go ahead. quiet over here <laughs> <laughs> I'm way older than you so anyway go ahead go ahead so you're born like you so yeah but you know, when I was in Poland um when I was 28 I think 
uh, a couple came by and they asked me about my motorcycle. They loved everything that I was doing. And then they asked me about my age and I said, yeah, I'm 28. And they said, oh, oh yeah. Then you have about two years left. <laughs> I was like, left until what? Until you need to get married and get kids. I was like, what? <laughs> but, but that was just so rooted like in their system, yes. how you're supposed to live your life. And that's how society kind of looks like. Um, and people are asking me about this from time to time. And me and my, my friends, uh, we're, we're discussing it. And we're discussing the child question a lot. And we're asking ourselves and each other, like, is this something that we want? Or is it something that we have been told that we yes. should want? Yes. Um, so I'm there at the moment. I, I'm not sure about anything, but I'm thinking that if it happens, it happens. And people say that it's this amazing experience to have a child. So if that happens, I'm sure I'm going to love it and I'm going to be a proud mom. But if it doesn't happen right now, I feel okay with that too. So I try now, not to think about it too much. I'm, I'm going to be nosy, but are you in a relationship with anybody or are you kind of seeing somebody or like, you know, I, you, I mean, do you have somebody that you call up like, hey, guess who's back? You know? <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just asking. I mean, you know, I mean, you know. <laughs> well, there are a few countries I've been to, so no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hannah, the world traveler. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> See, I think it's great that a woman could say this. Like, yeah, I'm back in town. So you tell your other females that you busy because Hannah's in town on the Triumph. And I'm on Triumph you, if you know what I mean. Oh wah, wah, wah. <laughs> oh. Imagine if I would do something like that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's the next chapter for me. I don't know. No, but it has never been about that. I mean, me traveling oh, and yeah. everything, it has never been about because as I as I said before, like in the very beginning, I, I don't reflect so much over, over my like gender and that I'm I'm a female. When I meet people, I try to meet them and just, you know, I, I don't think about if they're a, a like a woman or a man or whatever I just want to meet them and talk to them and yeah I'm gonna leave it there <laughs> no I I think that's no I think that's beautiful and I you know I had to ask because it, it was yeah there, yeah it's you know? fine but, it's but that's fine. also but that's also why you know and to the viewers I, I do this all the time so I'm, I say hey is there anything you want me to steer clear of because I don't want to make it uncomfortable and you say hey yeah. let's just do it and I said so that's yeah, the only reason yeah, I did no, that no. you are yeah I was thinking when you asked me like should I say that I don't want to talk so much about that but <laughs> yeah but yeah because I did ask you so don't act like yeah, I'm, I know I'm, I know I'm, I'm, Okay. You're free to ask me anything. Okay, You're free yeah. to ask me anything. I promise. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. Okay. I don't want. Yeah, if, yeah. I don't want people to think I'm being an asshole because she said no. no feel free. You so, did yeah. ask. You did ask, and I, I did not say that I didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, fine. I would never put my guest on the on the. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, make it. I'm feeling uncomfortable because I want you to have a like. I just feel like we had a good time, but then again, I knew it would be because I just like I said. You just exude such a great positive energy on your Instagram. So I knew it was a, it was just genuine. There wasn't anything fake. It was a genuineness. And man, you're living the dream. And I tell you, people, if you get a chance, go to Hannah C. Johansson 
on Instagram, and I promise you, if you even thought about maybe doing this and you're on the fence, you go to her Instagram, and it will make you go, you know what? I got one life to live, and damn it, I'm going all out. Because you did it. You could have easily taken the, the easy way out and, you know, and, and be like everybody else. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to work, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. Oh, I'm getting older now. Oh, boy, it's getting colder. And, uh, every, and every year, every year, every year, and the dream is delayed, delayed, to finally the dream is gone because you're too old to do anything. And you took that chance. And if you didn't take that chance, where do you think you'd be right now? If you didn't take that chance and saw those people, where do you think you'd be right now? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, I don't know. I would probably work with kind of the same thing, but I would probably move around in Sweden. Uh, because I, I need to I need to go somewhere all the time. You know, I love being on my way somewhere. Sometimes it feels like I'm I'm going from something and towards something at the same time. It's it's a very weird feeling, but I would probably move a lot in Sweden, but try to work with kind of the same thing. That's probably feel, what I would do. Do you feel like you're running from something? Sometimes it feels like I'm running from something, yeah. But it and also feels like I'm running towards something at the same time. You're running toward what is it you're running toward? Is, is it like a fulfillment? Or because I mean, honestly, <laughs> and this sounds weird because I've been doing the same job for 30 years and I still love checking into a hotel. I still love going yeah. to a hotel room. After 30 years doing this job, I still love going to a hotel room. I still love that smell that they just cleaned yeah. it, or I hope they just cleaned it. I still <laughs> love I, I still love the little intricacies. I, I love before a show happens. I love that, that pre-show shower. I love all that. And when I ride, I love, like I said, the only, and my quote is, the only time I don't feel like riding is after I just get through riding. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, those yeah, long trips yeah. where your feet hurt and like you said, you might be cold and you just pull in and you go, you know what? I'm done. And that's like, a, and that's maybe five minutes and then you're like, okay, I'm good. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so what do you feel like you're running toward? My dreams, my wildest dreams. It's just, it feels like there's something new that I want to experience all the time. And I always wonder like, who are the people out there that I haven't met yet? That's, That's what I'm thinking. Every time when, when I'm taking off, I wonder who is it that I haven't met yet that's going to mean so much to me. Because I know. Yeah. yeah no, I mean that. That's beautiful. I mean, everything we talked about, it sounds so like uh, maybe a commercial or like a, 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 like a Disney movie or whatever with the quotes. <laughs> but it's the truth. It's like, you just meet the greatest people. And sometimes it, you might have a conversation with somebody you didn't think it was going to be so enlightening, but, but it is. I remember traveling yeah, one time yeah. and all I wanted was a, a cup of coffee from McDonald's. And this guy came over because he saw my motorcycle. And I go, come on. And I was thinking, come on, man, I just want to get my coffee and go. Yeah. And he sat down, he talked to me. And man, I felt bad only because that I didn't want to talk to him. And after about five minutes, I was like, wow. And I just, I was like, this is the greatest conversation. And I didn't want to talk to him at first, but, and that's how it is when you travel on a motorcycle, at least for me, it yeah. is, you know, so. Yeah. But that has happened to me too. Sometimes you just want to be alone. You just want to sit somewhere and just be. And yeah. And if somebody approaches you in that moment, yeah, it's a bit hard in the beginning, but then, wow. Sometimes you meet the best people in those moments too. Um, but yeah, some people are dull too. Come on. <laughs> some people are just boring. <laughs> You just want them to be quiet and go. <laughs> yes, yes. But, that but, happens. You, ha you have to be honest with those kind of things. Like, I, I'm going to say it again. I mean, traveling is like life in general. 
you meet lovely people. Of course you do, but you, not everybody and not everyone is going to change your life. Yeah. Come on. That's true. That's just how it is. Yeah. That's just how it is. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we said Japan, Japan, other than I said, mm-hmm. I threw the Italy party and we said Japan had the best food. You talk about the great experience in Bulgaria. Yeah. What is on the, you have to get to this country. What is on your bucket? Like I heard you talk about maybe Cuba, going to South America. You mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's, what is the one place you go, I got to go there? I mean, this is, this is you know, I have to. What, what's on the list now? Uh, the, oh, God, the list is long. But I really, really, really want to get to Cuba. Uh, and I want to go to like any country in South America because I haven't been to South America yet. Um, the Corona and everything came in and yeah, that that's what it is. And I want to go to, to Kazakhstan. I really, really, really want to go to Kazakhstan. You and know Mongolia. what? MotoGP has a race there next year in Kazakhstan. Maybe we should meet up there. I know you went to the Australian GP. Yep. I think you yep. were there yep. when yep. I was there. I was, really? at the, I was there and I think you were there when I was there. I, you were I, in Phillip Island at the same time? Yes, no. I, I think, I think, yeah, because I was in Phillip Island. And I, I saw your video, I go, oh my God, I was there. I don't know why I'm talking like this. But I was like, <laughs> I, I was there. Oh my God, I was there. So, but I, I but, and, and MotoGP is the great, and that's my, and it's weird because this is how I knew it's meant to be. Because this week, MotoGP is in Phillip Island this week right now as we speak. Oh my God. So that's how it's meant to be. So this is what meant to be. But there's, to me, there's nothing better than MotoGP. And, you know, the way you travel, I think, and I'm going to put this out there. Here's what I think you should do. You should do mm-hmm. one rally race and get, tell Triumph you want to, tell them you want to make your scrambler a race bike. I want you to do one rally race, whether it's 100 miles or whatever. And that's what I want you to do. Okay. Okay. I'm down. Oh, my God. That was easy. Wow. No, nope. I've had girlfriends didn't agree with anything. I said, like, hey, want to go eat at Arby's? No. All right. Well, you know what? But, yeah, you, she goes, okay. Wow. The life is so much more fun if you just say yes to stuff. Like, come on. <laughs> like with this podcast. What? My God. You know what? Honestly, like I said in the beginning, I knew it was going to be fun. And wow. And like I said, listen to, we were just talking. I didn't want to stop your role. But when you started talking about, uh, we were talking about something. You said, it'll stop time. You got to listen to song mm-hmm. time. When we get off, listen to song time. Yeah. And I guarantee you, the way his voice is and the way that melody is, I really, I'm interested in what, how you think about that song. I mean, if it, if it doesn't hit you like it hit me, that's fine. But, you know, go with your honest. But I just, it, it hit, that song hits me to the point. I almost have to stop it because I, I kind of tear up because I think about a lot of things oh when God, that song comes on. So, yeah, but, but you know, everybody, it, it's different for everybody, though. You know, like, it's mm-hmm. amazing that the song that you mentioned with, uh, with Kate, whatever, that, I, that you brought up, I like that song, too. That was a great song. And, and so, I don't know. I think we have similar tastes or whatever, but... Man, Hannah C. Johansson, this has been an awesome conversation. I thank you for letting me reach out to you, being kind to me, and giving me your time. I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You are an inspiration to, and this is what I hope, and I don't know, but I hope there's somebody, somebody, but I really hope it's a woman, but I hope it's somebody that looks at you and goes, okay, if she can do it, I can do it. And that's what I hope. I hope somebody looks at this and they go, you know what? If she can do it, I can do it. And hopefully it's a, I don't know how, but I hope it's a little girl who's listening to this or whatever. And she, and she's in that, that new 
kind of I love how the new generation's coming up and they're doing different things that you know that I, like like we talked about like you know gender roles whatever how it's reversed now and I love that I think it's great we need to step away from that traditional role and have women you know come to the forefront and do things they didn't normally do, like travel alone which people don't realize how hard and how dangerous that can be and the fact that you're doing it I have nothing but the most profound respect for you I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I feel like we're going to be friends forever, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I, I really Thank do. You. I'll talk to you after the air. But is there anything else you want to tell the people before we get out of here? Oh, my God. You're really putting me on the spot now. Just get out there and do it. Life is too short to just, just sit at home and wonder how it would have been. Just do it. That's beautiful. And I want, a, I want a Triumph t-shirt, too. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> <laughs> You can have two. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm going to give me a Triumph t-shirt, and I will wear them on the air. I'll wear them out thinking you. How about that? Yeah, yeah do it. My God. <laughs> Hannah C. Johansson, uh, if you get a chance, please check her out. If you have a sense of adventure or just, you know, put meta- motorcycle as a metaphor for what you're going through in life, and like she said, just get out and do it. You got this one life as far as we know. Don't waste it doing some shit you're unhappy with. You're, maybe you're sitting at a desk going, I hate this job. I hate life, whatever. Just get out and do it, man. Live your life like she did. Thank you so much, Hannah C. Johansson. You are one of my sheroes. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you guys for watching Tales from Gemini. I'm BT. And you know what I say about this time. Peace.